Rotas. It's profound. Thank you. And also mm. with you. Um, that is what's written on what's called a Seder Square. And the Seder Square is this weird square of words that you can read. They write them like on top of each other, but you can read it backwards, forwards, upside down, right side up, and it always what? is the same. Go on. So it's this square of like palindromes, basically, you know. Yeah. I palindrome, yeah, 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 yeah. I palindrome. And so that's what it is. And it's this cool square of palindromes. They find it all over the ancient world in the ruins. What? Yeah. All in, there's a, It's in Pompeii. It's Are all you? over the place. Yeah. And it was just like nobody knows where it really came from, what it's for. They've tried to translate it a bunch of times. And they can't do it. Well, they can. But it, it translates <laughs> to... <laughs> the, the the farmer Arepo has works wheels. What does that mean? <laughs> you know, um, or the farmer Arepa holds the wheels with difficulty. Again, mm. very <laughs> profound, very profound. I, I apparently this farmer was it was a big deal. I don't know. Um, so and recently, um, Christopher Nolan has put out another one of his inscrutable movies. Um, this is the guy who did... Um, I feel like I learn something new every time I record I, with you. Like This is blowing my I, mind. I, I love it. <laughs> so he he did um, um, Inception, the dream one. Yes. Which is like very, very hard It's like to a follow. palindrome within a palindrome. Yes. Mm. And Inception is one of his more accessible works. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also did Interstellar with Matthew McConaughey, which mm. is also pretty baffling. Mm -hmm. And the latest one is called Tenet. And it's from the Seder Square. So Tenet is the middle word mm. in the Seder Square. And it's something about bullets going back in guns mm. and something about preventing World War III and going through time. I do not know. Anyway, um, the cooler translation of at least part of these words is the creator is in his works. Oh. That's very profound. I like that's that. That's cool. I like that. So I could get behind that. I mean, Seder, Repo, Tenet, Opera, Rotas. So, um... In uh, Provence, Alps, Cute d'Azur, France, which I'm... Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed that. <laughs> if we have any listeners in France, our deepest apologies. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, uh, yes. What, how do you say I'm sorry in French? You're <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Just sorry, guys. Well, isn't it Jean Regret or something like that? I think so. I think I so. Think anyway, all, all of our listeners in Canada, and we yeah. do have some of those. Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, Jean Regret. Um, the next time you're in this place, uh, in the center of the old village, there is a one of these uh, Seder squares is there. And you can see it has probably been there for thousands of mm. years. And near there is a small blue bottle, which is the geocache. Wow. That is it. By the Seder square. So... That is what you need to do. Is you need to go to France, ask directions to Provence, out the place, mm -hmm. and and look for the Seder Square. And you know, if if you take a picture and send it to us That's at right. the Seder Square, we yes. will give you one very gently used Roku remote control. It's just that is accurate. Yes, free of charge. We'll yes. just you just pay for shipping and we'll send it to you. Yeah, that's the thing. And this is this is Josh and Dan. We're here in Clear Hit Studio. It's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, it's so warm <laughs> compared to the mine shaft. Um, we're not yes. shivering right now. Yeah, we're not shivering. Yeah, and I, I spilled gas in the mine shaft. I was mm. telling Dan, and I um, 
And I went to investigate why the gas smell wouldn't go away, and I found a piece of kindling that was soaked in gas. Mm. And I thought, well, come April, that would be an interesting fire. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got rid of it. <laughs> well, I labeled it gas gas kindling. So mm. anyway, we're in Clear Hit Studio, and upstairs in the house, Caleb and Carissa had their uh, remote eaten by their dog. Mm, yeah. Um, and they have a, a new one. But their loss is your gain. Their loss. And so, again, you just take a picture in Seder Square, and we will send that baby to we you. We will send that to you, absolutely. From what I understand, it can't go down or push okay. But it can go up and do all the other functions that a Roku stick would. So Absolutely. I mean, it's just gold. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's We're just we're not just giving this away. I mean, people have to have to do a little for it. It's a meet us in the middle. Yes. Yeah. So there we go. So geocaching scripture. Geocaching is this rarefied sport hobby Yo. of finding these little treasures all over the world that are hidden away. And the treasure hunting is the joy of it. And, and the fun is in the journey. Um, and the Seder Square or whatever it is just brings you to a place that might bring some dimension to a place you've already been. And to me, it's a perfect metaphor for how I read scripture now that I've had ministry experience and Dan has had ministry experience and spent a lot of time with scripture finding these little little hints of language historical situation um cultural situation that just make it stand out hmm. and that's what we're here for we're absolutely we're just geocaching scripture let's dig deeper absolutely so once again I say the farmer Arapa holds his wheels registered that was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria and all went to be registered each to his own town and Joseph also went up from Galilee from the town of Nazareth to Judea to the city of David which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary his betrothed who was with child and while they were there the time came for her to give birth and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Luke 2, 1 through 7. So this is that story of, of, of Joseph and Mary arriving at night um, with Mary just pregnant out to here, mm -hmm. just riding on a donkey. And they're looking around and they go to the Comfort Inn and they go to the Econo Inn and they, and they finally go all the way down to the red roof in and then this evil man is like Horrible. we don't have any room yeah. here go to the garage <laughs> yeah. and that's that's exactly what is that right dan <laughs> is that what happened well so uh, let, let's just say uh listener beware uh there's there's a, a reason why we are doing this geocaching after christmas Exactly. Because we are going to be deconstructing some of what you think the nativity what happened at the nativity. And so yes. we're going to dig deeper down into cultural and historical setting and in so doing find hopefully a new but equally beautiful picture of that Christmas morning. There you go. And that, and that's the thing is, is as you uh, clean up your tree and take down your nativity, we will also take down your nativity. Mm -hmm. And and that's what we're doing here. And we're not yet we're not doing it to be mean, but we're doing it oh. to make sure that again, okay. we're we're, right. we're doing it to so that we we when we read scripture, it's so easy sometimes to approach it from a vantage that is so 
married to our 21st century Western context that we mm-hmm. actually end up mishearing scripture because mm-hmm. we, we don't have the cultural or historical eyes to see right. what the Bible is actually just assuming. So, Well, it's like Da Vinci's painting of the Last Supper where they're all sitting down with these nicely, nicely baked Italian loaves of bread. Yes. Or even and, sitting you know. at a table. They wouldn't have been at a table. <laughs> like they, Tables weren't a thing back then. You, you recline. That's how everyone, anyway, it doesn't yeah, matter. Not so, all on one side of it either. So, so one of the first things we run into here is the layout of the ancient home. Mm. Um, and that would be one room. And you had one room where you had a main area where the, it was the living area. Mm-hmm. And then you had a few steps and a depression in the floor. And that was where the animals were kept at night to mm-hmm. get them out of the cold, I mm-hmm. assume. Correct. So, and to make sure that no one steals them. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. also true. So you had you brought in your your donkey and your your cattle or chickens or whatever. Okay, else. again, so like it's like when you when you think of the average Israelite farmer uh, in the first century, like don't think of like the mega dairy farm down the highway from us in you know in right. Wisconsin. Like right. they didn't have a thousand head of cattle in the house with them. Mm-hmm. Chances are these are subsistence farmers, uh, and they can they might have one two head of cattle. They might have one or two goats. That's really probably it. And so, like, Mm -hmm. chances are, like, you can fit most most of what you need to fit. You can fit it into that little depression in your house where the cattle would be. Yeah. So that's it's down that sort of split level. Um, And one of the verses that kind of corroborates this is is the verse about you know having having a candle, not covering up your candle, Mm -hmm. but letting your candle warm. illuminate the whole house yeah and in that sense you know you had this one room so well it's very bizarre like that doesn't do make sense for us because we have homes with lots of different rooms in it so how can right. a single candle light up the entire yeah. room so when you think of a, the the home that jesus grew up in i want you to think of like a a 15 foot by 15 foot square maybe if it's a big house a 20 foot by 20 foot square right and that's really it that square is divided into, <laughs> into two sections you have a like a lower section where the cattle would be that's mm-hmm. like a depression in the floor and then you have the upper section, about three feet above that. That was where you made your meals. It's where you slept. Most people spent very little time indoors because it wasn't a comfortable place to be. Right. It wasn't a pleasant Correct. place to pass the day. In Correct. Our, it stank and it was uh, but very cramped. And... Here's something that's really interesting that we know from archaeology is that, uh, so like Jesus was placed in a manger. Mm-hmm. Okay. So where... When we think of a manger, we, we again, we think of like a, a wooden V-shaped thing that you put hay in. That's just not like... That had the doll in it at Correct. Church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, not, that's not what a manger yeah. looked like in the first century. And so uh, imagine that little depression in the house where the animals are. Uh, and imagine like a three-foot wall that like essentially separates the animals from the human beings. Mm. And the the... The, the manger would honestly just be a little hole cut in the ground of the upper level where the human beings are. Okay. And uh, if a goat or a cow wanted to eat, all they would do is kind of like stick their head through to the upper area, eat, and then go back and, and lay down again. And so I want it's, – it's, if you're a listener, it's hard to kind of describe. But, mm. yeah, uh, the, 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 the manger itself would, would be just a little hole in the ground in the family area. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, the family area is about three feet above the animal area. And mm-hmm. so it's it's actually fairly easy for a, a cow or a goat to mm-hmm. just kind of 
eat out of this little so indentation. Went, it's like a plate that's sitting yeah. there for them. So you went to sleep every night to. <laughs> <laughs> you honestly, you could have. Yeah, you very, probably. you very easily could have. Yeah. And so, as we begin to put together nat- nativity, I want you to think of a a single bedroom home. Mm-hmm. There's no kitchen. There's no living room. It's just a single room. The animals are there with you. The manger is in the home with you as well. Mm-hmm. Now, some special homes had what's called a guest room. And this is important for us mm-hmm. because the Greek word for guest room is uh, katalumati. Again, it doesn't happen very often uh, mm-hmm. that we see this word. It happens about three different times in the Bible. Uh, but the only time, other times it happens, it's always translated as guest room. And so, for instance, in Mark 14 or in Luke 22... Those words, the same exact word is used, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's uh, it's always used to describe the like the the guest room, um, or the yeah like the guest room or the guest house mm-hmm. where it's, it's it's where Jesus eats his disciples. It's the same word katalumati. It's it's oh it's almost near. It's nearly always translated as guest room for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Translators, again, maybe, I, I don't know what's going through their mind or why they translate it as an inn, but there's no reason to think of a small town like Bethlehem having mm-hmm. any sort of establishment that would even resemble an inn. Chances are what Luke is describing here is a guest room. And yeah. so when, when Luke says, and there was no room in the inn, he's not saying there's no room in the inn. He's saying there was no room in the guest room. Some houses had a secondary uh, uh, room uh, that would have its own little entrance where if you wanted to extend hospitality to a family member, let's say mm-hmm. you, your brother-in-law Shmiel is coming in from Shmiel? out of town. Yeah. yeah. Or who, yeah, who knows? Shlomo, yeah. whoever yeah. it might be. Yeah. And you and you want uh, to offer them a, a, a place to stay with some privacy of their own. Again, you want some of your privacy. They want some of their own privacy. Right. Some homes had what would be called a, a katalumati, a guest room with its own entrance where you could stay. Now, Mm -hmm. we know because uh, the census is being taken, lots of people are traveling back to their home of or their their, their city of origin. Right. And so the the Bethlehem would have would have been full of people from all over Israel. Lots of people would Mm -hmm. have expected hospitality to be extended to them. And so chances are the place where Joseph expected to stay, which is probably a family member. Mm -hmm. Chances are they were already hosting someone. And so there is no one in the guest room. Which then makes you... No, no room. Yeah, there's yeah, no room. There's, it's, there's, it's, there's taken. No, it's, ta- it's taken by yeah. someone else, which, which then begs the question, where on earth are Mary and Joseph going to go? And right. we have this notion that they're off in a stable. In a some, cave. In, in, in yeah. a cave or a yeah. stable someplace outside of the city. And yeah. like that's just an outlandish scenario that never would have happened. Like, you don't... Like, today, if a pregnant... Well, if a, a pregnant woman and a guy looking panicked show up at your house and say, hey, we're desperate. We need some place to stay. You wouldn't say, go away. I'm sorry. There's just, yeah. there's my garage is out back. I guess you, if you want to sleep on yeah. the cement, you can sleep yeah. out there. Like there's yeah. like no self-respecting person today would do that, let alone in a culture that revered hospitality. Right. Where And the, and the give and take of hospitality would have been behind so much of mm-hmm. their cultural clout and anything else it, it, it would have been a huge dishonor yeah to turn away a pregnant woman that you would have never recovered from well and not only that like i mean what is the lineage of joseph right I mean, he, he's like he's he has he has royal blood in fact luke goes out of his way to say like he's of the house of david right and so all all 
Joseph had to do was go down a few generations in his genealogy, and yeah. he has like yeah. because because of his family genealogy, he has he has the right to request access to anyone's house. And people are by nature going to accept him simply because of his genealogy. It's like being an Appleton and saying, I'm a hints. <laughs> you know, you just say, but I'm a hints. Yes. And they're like, oh, hey, our Katamalati. Hey, there we go. Our Katamalati is your Katamalati. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, not quite that, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. I, I think like, if if the 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 Christmas scene went down in the classic way we think of it, that is a huge indictment on the entire city of Bethlehem, all of whom rejected someone of the house and lineage of David. Like that would have been egg all over their face. There's no chance. And, yeah. like, that someone would have allowed that to have happened. Absolutely. And so, given some of these different factors, uh, there probably wasn't an inn. It was a guest room. The mm-hmm. house uh, had cattle and mangers in it because the cattle slept with the family. Uh, Joseph would have been accepted into a house someplace simply because of his lineage. As you begin to put some of those things together... The classic nativity scene that we think of today doesn't necessarily fit. We need to think, we need to kind of reconsider or reimagine what that Christmas scene would have looked like. So, my precious moments um, nativity scene, Mm. which I'll give away as as a prize Mm. for this geocache, I'll throw it in with everything else. Um, My precious moments nativity scene is what I need to take out of that right now is Joseph, Mary, donkey, Jesus. And basically, Shepherds, well, and star, all of it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would star. the star, yeah. The teardrop and eyes, the that are just, like, they're just. Yeah. My mom wasted so much money on those things. I know, they're, they're amazing. Man. <laughs> <laughs> they're awesome. Uh, they are, yeah, yeah. They're a thing. So, so I'm taking all all those things out, and and, and if I was to put together an accurate nativity scene, it would basically be like a house. And be like the guest room, and then I would just fill it with little figures yeah. because there'd be too it, many all, people. They're in all there. they're all in there, yeah. and so and then and and one of the things that that points to this would have been the reaction of the people when the shepherds showed up, right? Mm. Mm. Right now, so what what was the issue there? So the shepherds showed up, and and they were your roughneck blue collar guys, yeah. pretty rough crowd, and they showed up and they were welcomed. Mm. If if this had been the comfort inn or something they'd have been like you know trailer park girls go around the outside (laughs) 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 like yeah you you need to use the side hippies hippies use side door Mm. um but they're welcomed Mm. so we know that this was humble average everyday kind of situation now what i'm wondering was jesus born in the main living area because the guest room was full Correct, and so th- this this is the, this is the image that we need to have in our mind as we think about the Christmas story. I want you to picture Joseph and Mary uh, being welcomed in to a home because the uh, this family that welcomed them welcomed them in wanted the privilege and distinction of being able to offer hospitality to them. There's vow, there's social credit that's that's extended to, to someone who is hospitable, mm-hmm. and so I, I want you to imagine Joseph and Mary being welcomed into a home, saying, we don't have a guest room to offer you, but we do have our house. We're going to sleep here with you. And so I want you to imagine Joseph and Mary surrounded by probably a husband 
a wife, possibly a grandma and grandpa, possibly kids in the mix. This would have been a house where lots of generations of people were. People would have been very tightly packed together. Mm. And this is where Mary delivers baby Jesus. Mm. She's not alone. She's not in the wilderness. She's not in a cave. She is surrounded by poor, good-hearted Jews who want to extend hospitality. Right. Who are doing who are doing their best. Yeah. Because they have a full guest room. And in a sense, they could say, if it was just two normal people showed up, they would have said, next house. Yeah. You know, Uncle Abby yeah. down the street, you yeah. go down there. But um, what they did was brought them in. So we know we have yeah. good-hearted people. We know we have a hospitable, ruckus chuck full of people environment sleeping bags on the floor kind of place this is where jesus it's slumber was party it's like it's like it's like my, it's like my favorite slumber parties as a nine-year-old we'd have 10 rambunctious boys together Absolutely. and after all the sugar is worn off at one in the morning yeah. you have 10 boys sleeping in their living room next to each other yeah like that's that's the picture of what the christmas morning or afternoon or night whenever jesus was born right. that's the picture of the Christmas story. And that, to me, drives home the picture of the fact that Jesus was born among us. Yeah. And he was born in this chaos of there wasn't even room to do the the, the least formal hospitality mm-hmm. thing they could do. Mm-hmm. There wasn't even There's that. no cheese platter. Like, there's, there's not, there's no sausage. There's no, there's no summer charcuterie. Sausage. <laughs> no charcuterie for the Lord. Um, nothing there oh. in that sense. And that, that Jesus was born right in the middle of that. And in a sense, he's born in the middle of our yeah. chaos. Yeah. Well, and you can um, even think of it in terms of know. inconvenience. And so just mm-hmm. as the birth of Jesus would have been a massive inconvenience on this couple who welcomes them into their house, mm. just as they were glad to do that. So now you can actually reverse that. In the chaos of our lives, Jesus now welcomes us into his life, mm-hmm. welcoming the inconvenience of what it is to love dysfunctional, unfaithful human beings. Right? In the same way that Jesus was offered hospitality, he now extends to us mm-hmm. that same uh, hospitality at his own inconvenience. Well, and I can remember now thinking of, um, and I'll close with this, mm-hmm. um, when I was a chaplain, um, in in Kenosha, which is kind of a kind of a rougher city, and I was right down in the heart of Kenosha, and I was sitting there in the office one day. I get this knock at the door, and there's these two women standing. One one's in a wheelchair, the other one's you know knocking at the door, knocking. At the door, hey hey, uh, where's the emergency room? She's having a baby right now, and I was like, y- you what? <laughs> yeah, you know, next next thing over. So I'm like, ah, come on, yeah. you know, and we run we run and like pushing this lady in and we're going into the emergency room and and she was this sort of lovely african-american lady and i and i knew i could just picked up from the cues that prayer would have been part of her life mm-hmm. and so i we got in there all kinds of chaos yeah. nurses running and everything i said lord jesus you be among <laughs> us you be among us you make this place your place that's amazing and uh and I prayed just like that. And I'm holding her by the arm. And I said, you say amen. And she says, amen. <laughs> and she had the baby about 45 seconds later. <laughs> that is, that's an amazing story. <laughs> and that's that's it. Christ born in our chaos. Yeah. Christ born from our chaos. And, and that, you know, that's what it is, man. God with so, us. Pax Humana. Cheer, cheer. Cheer.